At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs, so you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win three spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Avari here at the South Point Sportsbook inside the VSIN studio with Wes Reynolds on the desk today. Always love to see Wes. So nice for him to make some time for us. I know you're one of the most busy hosts on the VSIN network at this point. Just trying to keep up with you. <laughs> Just trying to keep up with you. Well, we'll have some great guests joining us later on in the show as well. We'll have Curtis Terry, UNLV basketball commentator and host of the Uncommentary podcast. And we'll also have Dwayne Colucci from the Rampart Racing Sportsbook in the second hour. But first things first, we have an NBA Finals game. Game six tonight, the Suns at the Bucks. The Bucks lead the series three to two. They could close it out tonight. Now, there's lots of different ways to handicap sports, right, Wes? But sometimes people get a little bit carried away. One of those things that people like to look at, whether it's baseball with umps or basketball with refs. What do you think about all this uh, nonsense I'm seeing about the ref going? We're going to see in game six with yeah, Chris Paul. Yeah, this has kind of been a talking point this afternoon because Scott Foster yes. is the crew chief on the game six crew. And Everybody, you know, looks for every different type of angle. So Scott Foster will be on game six. And obviously this is a talked about trend a little bit because in the NBA playoffs, when Scott Foster officiates a game that Chris Paul plays in, Paul's teams have lost 11 in a row, dating back to not only the Suns, the two playoff games so far this season, but also when he was with the Thunder, when he was with the Rockets, when he was with the Clippers. So in total, Chris Paul-led teams have gone 1-12 and the last 13 games that Foster has officiated. Now, keep in mind, in that span of 13 games, Chris Paul did sit out two of those games. But obviously, this year against the Clippers, uh, 
uh, in the Game 7 loss to the Warriors when he was with the Rockets in 2019. So Paul's team has only covered the spread once. And this goes back to like 2013, 1-10 against the spread. And look, I don't want to overread into this. It's kind of a fun little talking point. But now it's out there in the media because uh, Paul mentioned in that Lakers loss that Scott Foster was on the crew for said they're shooting a lot of free throws, quote unquote. Last night, tonight, if I was a betting man, 11 in a row, 11 games in a row, 11 games in a row, he repeats. So Chris Paul obviously knows what's going on here with uh, Scott Foster. But I don't want to say it's just a totally dismissible coincidence, but it's not going to be, I think, why you should bet a side or bet against a certain side tonight necessarily. Because if anything, I think probably it works maybe Chris Paul's way because now Scott Foster and the officials hear about it. They don't have total earmuffs, you know, and blinders on here. They see and they read and they hear all the different scuttlebutt out there. You want to pretend that they don't. They surely say, oh, we don't listen to anything or whatever. They are absolutely lying to you. So they know this is going on. So if anything, if you're looking to bet the Suns, I think maybe they get the benefit of the whistles here early. Mm. Uh, and I would say maybe first quarter, first half, and that's actually the way I'm looking tonight because I could totally see that where it's like okay now we got to kind of counteract a little bit here where you know they think that we're gonna you know job Chris Paul yet again so let's give this team you know a couple more calls I could certainly see that coming in I know different books are going to treat it differently too I know uh, I saw an article Johnny Avello of DraftKings who usually joins us here on Visa and he was like you know we're just going to go with our numbers we're just going to know if go with our power ratings we're not adjusting for the officials the points bet people were saying yeah we're going to go ahead and consider it I don't think it's going to be necessarily that much of a move in the market it's certainly fun on social media to talk about maybe some casual betters and some newer betters will certainly bet that trend that I just pointed out but I think there's other ways I think we've had five games of a sample size we kind of know what's going on in this series uh, what the Suns need to do to play well what the Bucks need to do to play well which they've done the last three games and that's going to the paint and getting shots close to the rim because Phoenix not really providing very much resistance down there and we know what the Suns need to do they need to not do this isolation ball where they're slowing it down too much they need to move the ball that ball's always got to be moving that's got to be popping to where they can get some open threes because if you look in the home games they've shot a lot better from the three on the road not so much but a lot of that is because that offense has gotten bogged down and Mike Buttonholes or everybody's saying adjustments 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 well he finally makes those adjustments and not going into that drop coverage which which is totally gone right now so that's why Phoenix isn't getting that much of open looks so you got to think Phoenix now has to make an adjustment like how do we get these open looks how can we be a little bit better in transition because the Bucks getting absolutely what they want in transition pretty much the last three games well we're going to take a look at the props a little bit later on but BetMGM sends over their most bet on props that they have so far for game six uh, so we'll talk about those in just a couple minutes We'll also get into the series price on this. Obviously, the Bucks leading three to two. We'll get into that and so much more right here on My Guys in the Desert.
Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Var here on the desk with Wes Reynolds. We were just talking about game six of the NBA Finals that we have going on tonight. And I mentioned to Wes that BetMGM is kind enough to send us over their most bet on props for the night. So if we take a look at these, the three here, Wes, I'd like to know which one of these you like best. So okay. Bucks winning by a margin of six to 10 points. That's very specific. You get plus 333 for that. Devin Booker. Three or more three-pointers made at plus 105, and Giannis to score 40 or more points at plus 275. We're going to take uh, door number two there, and we're going to say Devin Booker, Booker threes. Yes, I do, because I think, look, that's what Phoenix has to do. They have to move the ball around better, and they have to get open looks from the perimeter. That's what they were really getting the first two games when they beat Milwaukee by double digits in both games one and games two. Giannis, 40, that's a big number. Remember when he had those back-to-back 40-point games, and they put that total out that points total I think was like 34 and a half or something like that and I was saying okay go under because now that's taxed in and then he eventually had 26 the next game 26 and 14 very good game so I think 40 is a lot for for this in a closeout game particularly with how well Chris Middleton is playing and now that Drew Holiday has made his presence known at least on the offensive end uh, on the defensive end he's an every game player in a series but in terms of the offense he doesn't seem to show up until game five that's exactly what he did in the Eastern Conference Finals against Atlanta that's, of course, what he did on Saturday night in Game 5 of this NBA Finals. So, Drew Holiday, the offense runs, lags behind the defense, but it finally showed up. So, I think Milwaukee getting a little bit more balanced scoring. So, I thought that Giannis in terms of 40 was a little high. And I also kind of lean with the Phoenix Suns to hang within the spread. I'm definitely going first quarter and first half. I don't know if I'm going full game yet. It seems like Milwaukee has the momentum here in the series. But that's where you kind of can follow social media where you're not following picks, but you get kind of a sense of what everybody is thinking about that game. And I don't want to be with the everybody's on a lot of these sides because they're like, okay, this series is over. Phoenix, that's a wrap. But they were saying it was a wrap after game two for the Milwaukee Bucks. So that's where you can kind of get a sense when everybody's kind of loaded up on one side. You don't want to be on that boat that's about to sink. So that's why I'm kind of leaning, or at least one of the reasons I'm leaning to the Suns for the full game. But definitely like first quarter and first half because they have been starting very well in these series, really, with the uh, first quarter and and the first half, by and large. Of course, you recall on Saturday night when I, when I had Milwaukee plus four, I wasn't liking it after the first 12 minutes because Phoenix gets out to very good starts. And in terms of like their net rating, uh, Phoenix's uh, offensive rating is 117.1 one in the first quarter in this series and 97.5 defensively and a lot of that probably is baked into having 37-21 was the first quarter score after game five. But even if you eliminate that game, the defensive and offensive ratings and the net ratings are very good. I think the net rating drops to like 8.1 because the Suns have the better starting lineup, I think, with Paul, Crowder, Booker, Bridges, and Ayton. Where Milwaukee, I think, has been able to make hay is their guys off the bench are finally starting to produce. Connaughton, uh, Bobby Portis, a little bit of Brooke Lopez. P.J. Tucker, not so much offensively, but still can contribute defensively. So that's what I think you're seeing is that the Suns really, this is where they miss Saric. Not that he's a great defender, but... That allows DeAndre Ayton not to play really good defense where he kind of, you know, has to let a, a driver go and doesn't want to commit fouls like he did in game three where he got that four foul very early and then you hardly ever saw him again the rest of the game. 
Now, obviously not a great time in the series to look at futures, but for conversation's sake, let's take a look at the series price here. So the Bucks minus 400 and the Suns plus 310. You can also bet the correct score of the series. So the Suns winning in seven at plus 310. The Bucks win in six. So tonight at minus 200, that's the money line there. And then the Bucks winning in seven at plus 550. When we had Chris Andrews in here last week, he said that he had some futures money come in. Um, and he said that most of it was on the Bucks to win in seven at that point. And now it doesn't look too crazy. What do you think we're going to see? here do you think the Bucks close it out tonight or do you think we'll get to game seven uh I lean toward the Bucks winning but that's why I like Phoenix in the first quarter and in the first half because mm -hmm. it seems like they're going to close it out because I really don't know what Phoenix can do a lot of it is going to be predicated on the fact that they got to move the ball and hit a bunch of threes like they did in the first two games and Milwaukee's made the adjustments but what can Phoenix do I don't Phoenix uh, Phoenix can't you know create size here where they can stop Milwaukee from getting to the rim and getting these easy baskets so what you you see there why it's uh, bucks four to two at BetMGM uh, minus two dollars. That's pretty much obviously what the money line is. Now, what we encourage shop around if you want to save ten or twenty cents because you might have some variance in the numbers. So the money line at some places I think might be like you know minus one eighty or minus one ninety. So you can maybe save a little bit. And just try to get the best number if whatever you're betting, whether it's a series outcome or just going to go ahead and bet the money line tonight. Well, you mentioned the shooting and what the Suns can do better. I mean, they can try to get more threes, obviously, but the shooting was incredible in game five. I mean, the Bucks field goal percentage, 57.5, and the Suns, 55.2. From three point, uh, the Bucks were 50%. The Suns were 68.4. Mm -hmm. uh, they went 13 of 19. So, really, are you expecting to see a regression in the shooting at this point? Because can this be sustained for another game? Yeah, you wonder if it can. And I think a lot of the betters are obviously looking at what they saw last with that incredible shooting and shot making that we saw on Saturday night in game five. So that would be I have not yet bet this and I may not. I'm kind of going back and forth where I'm like right on the precipice here. I do kind of lean to the under at 222. And I know that this has by and large been a very much an over series in this regard but if you look historically now you don't want to necessarily overly put value into these recent trends but historically kind of in game sixes and game sevens I think it's over like the last 10 years playoff unders are about 58 percent so that's a decent number toward the under so and and it logically you would say okay that definitely makes sense here because this is a closeout game at least for the Bucks Suns have to stay alive so maybe it bogs down like late in the fourth quarter especially if it's a very competitive game where it's like okay you really got to value the basketball and you really got to reduce the possessions here because you don't want to make mistakes so you're going to work a little bit in the shot clock for for a better shot you're not going to take the first available shot you're really going to work and try to make the other team play defense so I can certainly understand that and that's the angle the reason why I may go with the under but I may want to wait for the in game because I do think in the fourth quarter assuming this is like a one or two possession game obviously if it's seven or eight or nine then you worry about the fouling at the end where obviously Phoenix is going to have to do that uh, you know you usually don't see that in the NBA you see that in college basketball all the time I mean teams are down 15 or 16 they're going to foul until the end of time but not necessarily in the NBA but now this is the end of the line potentially for Phoenix you could get those fouls so that concerns me a little bit so from the total I'm probably going to stay away pregame and just see what I can get in game toward the under.
Well, total opened at 223. It's been bet down to 222. It's 222 and a half. So people kind of liking the under here, obviously. Uh, people liked the under in the last two games, though, and we saw an over. Is this mm -hmm. different because it's a game six? Yeah, and I think maybe there's a little bit of a split. Maybe you might have some casual betters or recreational betters, whatever adjective you want to describe, that are going to see the 242 in the last game, and then they're going to go ahead and say, okay, this is going over. And then you might have some guys on the other side that are going ahead and giving you that that. RLM, which doesn't always work, reverse line movement and looking toward the under. And because of that trend I did bring up in terms of like a little bit less than six out of every 10 games in terms of game six and game seven in the playoffs have gone to the under. So I think that the number at 222 is about right. Keep in mind, it did get adjusted. I think it was 218, 218 and a half on Saturday was at the close of business uh, before tip off. And now, because of what we saw in the last game, it's back up to 222. But it's been right in that range. So I don't think there's necessarily a lot of number value either way. The other big discussion really with this series has been the NBA Finals MVP odds. And we've seen kind of a crazy up and down here as the series has continued. Obviously, the Suns started 2-0. And now here the Bucks are up 3-2. and So Giannis, minus 400. He's the favorite to win Finals MVP at this Middleton. One. Drew Holiday also on the board at 70 to 1 and DeAndre Aiden 180 to 1 at one point was 28 or 30 to 1 but now all the way up there because really between the Suns players it looks like it's going to be Devin Booker or Chris Paul and Giannis I mean we talked about how his numbers have moved so much at BetMGM before playoffs he was 10 to 1 before conference semifinals plus 650 before conference finals plus 145 before the finals plus 325 and now minus 350 at BetMGM so lots of up and down for him there at this point who's your finals MVP? West. Yeah, this board shows it's not always what you bet, but when you bet it. Yes. And it's all about the timing of it. And look, after game one or really going into the series, Chris Paul, I think, was a logical pick because I think at one point uh, Brady Cannon and I were on here on VEASAN talking about, you know, Chris Paul at 9-1 to to win the NBA Finals MVP. This is obviously before Phoenix clinched their spot as the Western Conference champions. That might not be a bad bet because logic would tell you, okay, this is the old veteran kind of later in his career, who has given close a lot of times, he's going to kind of get to get a lifetime achievement award here. And that's why I kind of thought Chris Paul was a good bet. And he certainly was because he did go down, I think, to just a little bit over even money. I think he was like 150, if I recall, after game one. And Devin Booker had that one bad game in game three where they got blown out and then they sat him pretty much for most of the fourth quarter. I think he was like three of 14 from the floor. So it's like then you're dismissing Devin Booker's chances. And then he comes back with back-to-back -back 40s in his own right Giannis is the rightful I mean because they're up three to two and that's baked into the cake Giannis is going to win MVP if Milwaukee goes ahead and wins this series maybe there's a little bit of doubt on the Phoenix side because Devin Booker has been so good at scoring the basketball the last two games I would still if I'm betting a Suns player for the MVP I would still lean a little bit to Chris Paul I know he had a couple down games but I and everybody was saying he's slowing down he's getting tired here but he had a pretty solid game on Saturday he had a double double 21 points and 11 assists so I I still think I don't think that he's going to get the blame. I know Reggie Miller was trying to absolve him of the blame today. Say if Phoenix doesn't win, it's not his fault. And it's like, well, that's the price you pay for being a star in the, in the NBA on a team. So you're going to have to take a little bit of blame here, but he deserves a little bit of credit for at least getting them there. So if you are betting this at this standpoint, I would still lean to Chris Paul at 650, but I think maybe the die has been cast in terms of these. And this is something I'm going to leave alone.
Well, yeah, I was going to say, if you had to make a bet today, wouldn't you look at Chris Paul plus 650? Because at one point you could only get in best case scenario yeah. plus 160, plus yeah. 170. So if you still had conviction, if you did want to get a ticket today, that would maybe be the best bet, even though we're pretty confident on the Giannis right now. But what if Chris Paul comes out tonight and just wows us? We don't know. Um, that value is going to change. And I mean, he said over the weekend, he told Rachel Nichols of ESPN, nobody cares about your story unless you win it. So exactly. it seems like he's got the right mindset here. Exactly. So look, if they win tonight and he has a very good game, then you're probably looking as you go to game seven and kind of where it was to start the series maybe maybe a little bit extra in there in the price for you maybe like two to one or something like that depending on obviously what Booker does because Booker has now closed the gap with the two 40 point games so I got to think if this goes to game seven you're going to be very close to where we were after game one where it was like plus 130 plus 140 plus 150 in that range right so it's going to be a precipitous drop so yes. if you did think that you're going to see some big performances from Chris Paul in the next two days now is the time to grab yeah the and sometimes that's what betters do especially professional betters. sometimes you're going to be just taking a number not necessarily thinking because like like it's like when i bet golf futures danielle i can only win one of them but that doesn't mean like when i have six or seven players i mean there's it's 150 160 player field i'm obviously not expecting to cash every ticket i'm basically taking numbers yes. here and 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 thinking okay am i going to get some number equity out of this or maybe i get a better number here at one shop better than pretty much everybody else in the market so that's really what you're doing here when you're betting these future sports and wes you're better with uh, history here than me but only one player ever has won the nba finals mvp on a team that was not the winning team and i believe it was Jerry West. Yes, uh, the logo. Yeah. So you could also rest assured if you do think the Suns are coming back and winning mm -hmm. in seven, then maybe you grab Chris Paul at plus 650. That would be if you are going to bet into this market, that'd be the only bet I'd make at this. And the only point. reason to really, if yes. you see the Suns winning this. Uh, so something to consider. The other interesting thing about the NBA odds right now is actually the odds for next year's championship. So they've came out and the Nets are the favorite at plus 210. The Lakers plus 450. The Bucks are sitting at eight to one. So third in the odds, even though they're in the NBA finals right now, you don't normally see that. And then the Suns, who are also in the finals are sitting fifth in the odds at 13 to one. I mean, it can't be a surprise though, because the Nets and the Lakers dealt with so many health issues. Yeah. And, and also the fact, not only the injuries, but also what the free agent status is going to be for some of these teams in terms of, uh, I believe the highest price in terms of salary right now is Chris Paul. Chris Paul has a player option. If he wants to come back, Kawhi has the same for the Clippers. I would expect that he would do that, but you've got some big tickets, maybe not necessarily like the superstars, but guys that are number two and number three options like Michael Conley is a free agent for Utah. They were obviously in the mix in the Western Conference. Uh, uh, there's going to be some clearing of houses for some teams who's going to get traded. We do have the NBA draft coming up at the end of the month. I don't think there's anybody that's going to be drafted that's necessarily going to create a seismic shift in the market. Even the Detroit Pistons still going to be a longer odd team, even grabbing Cade Cunningham, the clear best player in the draft. So you're going to see a little bit of movement here and, and maybe potentially some trades. This is obviously now a later cycle. Usually free agency would be pretty much a wrap by now because it's usually July 1st, but now it's going to have to start next month. And then you got some of these guys coming over for the Olympic Games. So their season is a little bit longer. You get a little bit more wear and tear on your bodies for the guys that are going and playing over there. So I'm not surprised that the Lakers and the Nets, obviously the Nets are the super team. They didn't have the big three really together very much in this season. So it's not surprised that they're the top of the charts here.
Would you expect to see a Nets and Lakers finals at this point? I mean, we obviously have so many pieces that are still needing to be settled before that time, but at just this point. It's certainly the favorite, but, you know, I I don't really like to bet the obvious <laughs> two teams necessarily. Look, if you like to bet the obvious two teams this year, you didn't get there because Milwaukee and Phoenix, not nearly <laughs> the obvious matchup. I would be more inclined to say the Nets are going to make it rather than the Los Angeles Lakers are going to make it because I do think that, that team is kind of starting to show its age. Mm -hmm. You wonder, look, Father Time catches up with everybody. Father Time caught up with the great, late, late, great Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant wasn't necessarily, I mean, he had the body of like a 44 or 45-year-old player because when you play so many playoff series and also with the Olympics coming up, when you make that commitment to international basketball, that's why LeBron James, you know, he's already done his two spots in the Olympics and he's done with it because you only got so many games that you can play. And when you play so many playoff games, you get older older and you show the age very earlier in your career. We'll talk more about the Olympics a little bit later on. I'd love to get your take on a couple of things, but next we're going to recap the British Open, talk a little bit of golf right here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off. No dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian Cocktail Maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at high the number 5 casinocom High Five Casino.
back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Danielle Alvari and Wes Reynolds back here on My Guys in the Desert. Wes, I know that the British Open or the Open Championship, depending on how you uh, how you call it there, did wrap up over the weekend, and Colin Morikawa came away with the win. And I believe that I also won our golf draft on primetime action this week, which I will take any, any chance to brag about. Good for you. And, and good for backers that back <laughs> Colin Marikawa there at around 33, 35 to 1-ish. Uh, and he certainly stood out for the stats. Didn't mm-hmm. really stand out with Link's experience. Had about one week of it playing the Scottish Open. So you thought if you look at the trends at the Open Championship, it's basically, you know, you got to have maybe three or four starts at the Open before you go ahead and win one. Debutants usually don't win this event, but Colin Marikawa was very good with his irons. Replaced a couple clubs in his bag. Didn't like the way the ball was going he was uh, hitting his iron through the ball on that thicker linksian turf and made the adjustment within five days and that's what was so amazing to me was the fact that you have guys on the pga tour if you follow golf or really all around the world to golf when you have an equipment change it usually takes weeks or months or even all year. We saw what happened with DeChambeau. He was all critical of his driver last week, and him and Cobra Golf gotten a little tete-a-tete, uh, uh, if you will, last <laughs> week. And uh, look, even number one world in the world, John Rahm, he has new clubs in his bag, new endorsement deal with Callaway, and it took him two or three months to get used to these new clubs. So. Good on Colin Marikawa. He now has two major championships at 24 years old. Of course, he resides right here in Las Vegas. And two majors and eight major championships starts fastest since Bobby Jones in 1926. How did your bets go for the British Open? Went okay. I, yeah. I, I got some place money with Jordan Spieth. He was my nearest pursuer. He finished second. Brooks Kepka finished sixth. Came out ahead. It was a small loser overall, but came out ahead on the top 20 matchups of Manny Grillo at plus 750. So that got there, made up for him. But uh, didn't get the big one. But, you know, handicapped it okay. I would say uh, a B-minus performance. Well, obviously, weather comes into play a lot in golf. And we had beautiful weather the whole weekend for this tournament, really. So how much of that was a factor for Colin Morikawa's win as well? I think the weather being non-existent really was the big factor. Because uh, if you look, when you look at Lynx golf over in England or Scotland for the Open Championship, the best defense for a course is weather. Because there's not no trees, really, on, on these courses. There's a lot of pot bunkers. There's some thick, gangly rough, which you will see on all of these layouts. But when the wind is fairly benign, 10, 12 miles an hour, you're not getting those 20 to 25-mile-an-hour winds. You're not getting any rain. It's sunshine, you know, high 60s. And the fact of the matter is that the course was pretty lush anyway because it's been a very wet summer over in England. So the course was lush. Sometimes when you watch the Open, you see like at Carnoustie a couple of years ago where it's just a patch of brown. It almost looks like an infield dirt on a baseball diamond because it, it's so brown over there because the course is so dry, but the course had a lot of moisture. And I think it favored these guys. The greens were very slow, as they always are over, here, over there in England. And when you're a shaky putter like Colin Marikawa is, that's what you need. You need slower greens. You don't want these greens rolling 13 on the stint meter, and then you think you hit it pure, and you hit it six or seven feet by and then miss the comebacker. So Colin Marikawa, who I believe ranked 172nd on the PGA Tour in strokes gained putting, that is the one real Achilles heel in his game, but he was first last week. So that's the old adage. You don't have to be a good putter. You just got to putt good, and he putted good on the right <laughs> week.
Well, the next event, the 3M Open at the TPC Twin Cities course in Minnesota. Do you have any plays for this yet, Wes? I do. I, I made a few. Uh, uh, Sergio Garcia and Bubba Watson going with a couple veterans here. Sergio 35 to 1, Bubba Watson at 40 to 1. Bubba actually didn't play the Open last week because he had uh, contract tracing. He did not uh, contact COVID 19, but mm. he did not make the trip over there. I think that's probably actually a good thing for him because he gets a week off. Most of these guys were either playing the Open or they were playing the Barbasol last week. So Bubba at 40 to 1, Doug Gim at 50 to 1, also a Vegas resident and good friend of Colin Marikawa. Johnny Vegas, 70 to 1, always good off the tee. You worry about him with the putter, but he did putt well at the John Deere a couple weeks ago. Mito Pereira, the young man from Chile, 80 to 1, newest member of the PGA Tour because he got what was called the Battlefield promotion on the Corn Ferry Tour when you win three events in one season. So he is directly to uh, the PGA Tour. Uh, love is a battlefield. Well, so is the PGA Tour. So Mito Pereira starting to show well, at least early on. And then the two Bows, Bo Hogue, 110 to 1. And my old Richmond, Indiana buddy, Bo Van Pelt, 300 to 1. I think he was encouraged seeing his family down there, down in Lexington with him. And he's a guy that needs to get in that FedEx Cup 125. And he's only got about three weeks to do that to keep his card. Well, it looks like a lot of plays already on there. I was surprised to see two bows, if I'm being honest. Uh, but I almost played Bo Hosler to make it three, and then that's B-A-R-B-E-A-U. Oh, so it doesn't count. Yes. Well, uh, we have some MLB action going on right now and some that are going to start in just a little bit. So we'll get to those next on My Guys in the Desert. football betting guides are coming soon and there's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes and player awards. Each guide is only 20 bucks and discounts are available when you buy both. Now is the time to reserve your copy or just sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Danielle Varian, and Wes Reynolds back here on My Guys in the Desert ready to take a look at some of the MLB action in progress. We have the Angels and the A's going on right now. The A's up one to zero thanks to a solo home run from Matt Olson. And then Royals and Brewers also all tied up in the bottom of the fifth at two each. Any action on either of these games, Wes? Uh, just have Kansas City plus the run and a half on the run line here. It's now two to two in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, Kansas City took the early lead and then Milwaukee got it back. So we will go to the sixth inning. Both starting pitchers, by the way, Mike Miner and Brett Anderson in this game still. Mike Miner about six 69 pitches. Brett Anderson at 72 pitches. So basically the scoring in this game, Jorge Soler was the tying run for Kansas City. Now 2-2. Two to two. Brewers obviously uh, uh, making some distance in that NL Central division because you've got a couple teams down there like the Chicago Cubs look like they're going to be sellers. We'll see how the Reds do over the next 10 days or so because they did not do very well against the Brewers getting swept at Great American Ballpark over the uh, weekend. And Kansas City, you got to think being down in the cellar of the AL Central they're probably going to sell a couple pieces here over the next week. Well, speaking of buyers and sellers, there's a team I've been dying to ask you about here. The Marlins face the Nationals today, 7.05 p.m. Eastern. Are the Nationals buyers or sellers at this point? I think that I would lean toward them being sellers at this <sighs> standpoint because they kind of got back into it when 
Kyle Schwarber got moved into that leadoff spot, and I think he hit like 15 home runs in 17 days. Of course, uh, my Indiana University guy there, Kyle Schwarber, and then he went on the injured list, and then the Nationals kind of came back to earth. The rumor is, okay, if they get maybe the right package for Max Scherzer, that they would be willing to certainly part. Because the Nationals, even in the NL East with the Mets showing vulnerability right now, with DeGrom going to the injured list, the Nationals, I don't think, have enough to catch up in that division. It's looking like a Mets-Phillies. Maybe the Braves can hang on. They did acquire Jock Peterson. I don't think the Braves are going to mail it in, but they definitely need another bat to replace Acuna Jr., who is now out for the season. So, like I said, Nationals facing the Marlins tonight. They're hosting them. They can't. They come into this game kind of in a recent skid here. They were 3-11 and 11 in July, but they won yesterday to break a six-game losing streak. Can they win another one tonight, Wes? Uh, would lean that way. Trevor Rogers has been very good for the Marlins this year. He's a really good young piece. We always assume the Marlins are going to be selling because that's kind of what they do. They get good, and then they sell everybody. But right now, they're not good. So, maybe a couple pieces, but one piece you would think they're going to keep is this left-hander. Trevor Rogers. They got some really good young pitching. They just don't have anybody that can hit on that team. So Nationals have taken the money here because they opened an underdog in the overnight, 115. Now you're seeing about minus a buck 05 basically on market average. So I don't disagree with that move, but no play for me. Total sitting at nine here and um, our lovely producer Matt Neverett letting me know here that the Marlins have allowed the least home runs in the MLB. So you're expecting a lower scoring game here? Uh, I think nine is about right. Look, okay. the Nationals you got to kind of hold your nose here here with this team because they're just three and 11 in this month of July. Cause recall they got over 500 when Kyle Schwarber was hitting bombs pretty much every single night, but look broke that six game losing streak yesterday. So they're going back to him again. What about the Phillies at the Yankees? The Phillies are actually the favorite in this game with Aaron Nola on the mound versus Domingo German. And uh, the Yankees have won seven of their last 10 games at this point. How's that going to kind of translate for their second half resurgence here? Well, the Phillies are actually the team that I think is going to make the resurgence. I did bet them okay. to win the NL East at six to one. This was actually before the Gram injury. Now it's about cut in half pretty much market wide because I thought this was the team that was going to get going. And I do like their starting pitching, including the guy on the mound tonight, Aaron Nola. Even though his numbers have been down a little bit, really the guy that's been carrying the load is Zach Wheeler because I think he should be more of a viable Cy Young candidate. But that's kind of like the analytics guys love Zach Wheeler because he has great numbers. But then you look at that record, that's why you say kill the win. The win is always an overrated stat for pitchers. Wheeler's only seven and five, so it's like eh, he's just kind of okay. He's been dynamite this year, obviously. Not going to get ahead of DeGrom, assuming DeGrom comes back from the injured list in relatively short order. But I do like the Phillies a little bit tonight at about minus a dollar twenty. That's kind of the range I would want to go ahead and lay in this spot. Yankees, I have no idea what they're going to do. I think maybe they. You want to think that they're going to buy because that's what the Yankees historically, historically do. Yeah. But. Uh, I, and I don't think they're going to sell. I know, and, and I agreed. I think Vinny was here with you last week, Vinny Maiulo, saying, you know, they should sell. Yeah, they should, but they're not going to. That's not going to go over very well in the Bronx. So, And that's <laughs> going to get a lot of uh, interesting columns in the tabloids up there in New York City. So, you know, the Yankees may end up kind of standing pat or kind of like – 
half a buyer, but not really going and getting that that big name or whatnot. But they are they have been starting to hit better, but the pitching has been a little bit erratic. Of course, uh, 48 and 44. That's kind of just what they are. A few games over 500 teams. So I do like the Phillies in the spot, but I am going to be very interested to see what the Yankees do over the next week. Maybe they'll prove me wrong and say, okay, we are going to be absolute buyers, but the uh, the Steinbrenner sons are a lot more chintzy and a lot more cheap with their dough than daddy was. The other game I wanted to ask you about was yesterday's Red Sox and Blue Jays game. Eight runs from the Red Sox just in the first inning. It was just like so embarrassing for the Mm -hmm. Blue Jays um, who didn't even end up getting on the board until the fourth inning. And at that point, they were already down 12. It was 12 to four. Uh, The Red Sox went on to win 13 to four. But tonight they face off again. Garrett Richards for the Red Sox. Thomas Hatch for the Blue Jays. Um, Alex Manoa was actually supposed to start for the Blue Jays, but was placed on the IL today. So Thomas Hatch makes his 2021 one debut in his place, but he's coming off of an elbow injury. So should we fade the pitcher coming off of injury here? I usually don't certainly like to play a team that <laughs> that that, that comes off that injury. But uh, now you're seeing the line rise a little bit. I'm seeing as high as 135 at BetMGM because maybe anticipating that Garrett Richards is going to have a little bit of regression. That's what I think everybody's waiting for for the Red Sox. It's like, can these pitchers, can Richards and can Nady Ovaldi and Martin Perez and Erod go ahead and keep this up? They're kind of waiting on Chris Sale to get back but look the Red Sox that offense can mass pitching if that does regress here during the season Blue Jays been playing pretty good ball and I know some teams some people are trying to maybe use them as an AL East future a little bit down the board I think the Blue Jays are still a year away despite the fact that Vlad Guerrero Jr. and all these guys are absolutely murdering the ball right now what do you think about his triple crown here Vlad Guerrero yeah I think he's got a good shot to get it. Good uh, shot? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I don't know if there's a prop out on that. I haven't seen it. But, yeah, I mean, he's been absolutely spectacular. And I think, you know, is definitely a viable AL MVP candidate. Well, we know people. We know Johnny Avella. Maybe we can get a prop up for that. Uh, so we'll talk more baseball a little bit later on. Next, we'll bring in our first guest. We'll bring in Curtis Terry, uh, UNLV basketball commentator, to talk all things basketball. Next, right here on My Guys in the Desert on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. 
Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Artesian premium cocktails on demand. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. the oddstrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out oddstrader.com and download the free oddstrader app right now so you can start winning with the up to the second info you need. Daniel Alvarez and Wes Reynolds back here on My Guys in the Desert ready to talk more about NBA Finals Game 6 going on tonight but we're going to bring in a special guest to do that. Please welcome in Curtis Terry host of Uncommentary Podcast and UNLV basketball commentator. Curtis thanks so much for making the time for us. Thank you so much, Danielle. How's it going? So good. I mean, obviously a good day when we have some NBA Finals action going on. As I mentioned, Game 6, the Suns at the Bucks. The Bucks are five-point favorites here. The total sitting around 222. What do you think for tonight's game? What are we going to see? I've been on the Bucks all year. I think uh, back on May 14th on ESPN Radio Las Vegas, I called the Bucks were going to win the championship. Um, and luckily enough, I called Bucks in six before the series started. So they've made me look good so far now coming back from that 0-2 hole. Uh, but I think the Bucks are going to be able to get this one. I think they cover um, in that total. I think it might go under just because I don't think I don't think it's going to be as fast a paced game as people are going to expect as the other of the other few have been. Curtis, much has been made of the word adjustment throughout this series. And when the Suns took a 2 nothing lead, obviously social media and talk radio and television get into, oh, Bud hasn't made the adjustments here. Well, he absolutely has now. And you're seeing Phoenix really... I think Phoenix has kind of gotten stuck in that ISO ball. They're not popping the ball like they were in the first two games, and that's why they're not getting as good of a shot, even though they played pretty well offensively. But where you see them struggle is defensively in transition. Bucks are absolutely eating them alive. So Bucks have made the adjustments, so now it's like Monty Williams. It's like, okay, what are you going to do to make the adjustments? But I was kind of looking at this last night. I was like, well, really, what can they do? They can't stop them at the rim because all they have is Aiton down there, and they just don't have any depth off the bench. It almost just seems like that's what the the Suns have to do is they have to maybe play that transition game and just hope that they can pop and move the ball around, get a bunch of threes. What do you think the Suns can absolutely do in terms of making any adjustments here for game six? 
I think for the Suns, the big thing they're going to have to do is, is hope that, that Chris Paul watched a Space Jam New Legacy and that he loaded up on his Chris's secret stuff uh, because Chris Paul is going to be the one that's going to be able to make these guys go. He's been doing it so far in the course of the season, early in the playoffs. In those first two games, he was kind of the lead horse to get these guys over the hump, get them motivated, but he's had troubles as of late being able to beat guys off the dribble. They've got to get back to being able to play fast um, and be able to attack these guys in, in terms of the Bucks defenders, but the Bucks have found a good core of guys that have been able to play interchange spots um, and with Giannis being able to dominate inside Chris Middleton being able to mix it up on the outside and having Drew Holiday really set the tone defensively and then being able to complement that with scoring offensively I think coach Bud did a great job in terms of not showing his cards too soon with those first two games and sitting back and holding those adjustments to really kind of blitz them like they have been when we talk about Chris Paul, one of the big discussions around him so far has been obviously the NBA Finals MVP, and he was the favorite for a lot of this series. Giannis was even at 6-1 to one at 1.3-1 to one after Game 1, and now we're seeing him as the overwhelming favorite at minus 400. Obviously, you like the Bucks here, so is it Giannis for Finals MVP for you? I think without a doubt. I think if you're if you're looking at the Bucks and people are trying to take them early in the series, uh, it made the smart move was to take Giannis as the MVP because he's the team. He's the guy that leads this team offensively. What he's done in, in terms of games three through five inside, he's shooting an extremely high percentage close to the basket, and there's just nobody that can stop him and match up with him. Giannis is definitely going to do it unless Chris Middleton comes out, drops 50 tonight, and Giannis only has two, and they seal the deal. But I don't think there's any way that Giannis is not going to add this trophy to his stack already. Curtis, the total for tonight for game six, 222 in this closeout game for Milwaukee. I think on Saturday it closed like 218, 218 and a half. A little bit of an over-adjustment here in your opinion. I know the totals have kind of really been in this range throughout the entire series, but this is a closeout game. So you would you expect kind of the offense to maybe bog down as we get later in the game, possessions to get smaller? Yeah, I definitely think the Bucks are going to try to milk some of the clock the later you get in the game. Not going to be as many possessions. They're going to try to be more efficient on the ones that they have. And I think the, the Suns may get to a point where they're trying to press. They're trying to score fast and play fast. And then the Bucks on the other end are going to slow the ball down. They're going to take their time, be methodical, look to get good shots. And that's what they're going to have to do because they don't want this thing to extend and get back to Phoenix. Anything can happen in game seven. And so I look for the Bucks to try to, to grind it out and make it really a slow, ugly game so that way the Suns can't get going and play fast. Curtis, uh, if you are the Phoenix Suns, just kind of follow up on that. Do you want to play faster? Or do you want to slow the tempo down, knowing that you're getting beat up in transition and knowing that, you know, maybe get a little bit more half court oriented? We know Chris Ball, when you see him bring it up the floor, he doesn't work by the hour. He's not like one of these young point guards that necessarily, you know, they're just they're just rabbits up and down the floor. It's like you got eight seconds. They're not taking eight seconds. They're taking four seconds and running it right down the floor. So do you think Phoenix is better served playing fast? or playing slow here tonight. I think Phoenix is better served playing fast. I think on the course of the season, that's been the team they are. Even though Chris Paul's a little older in age for NBA point guard standards, he's going to have to push the tempo. They're going to have to get a lot of pick and rolls, rim runs and rim rolls for DeAndre Ayton to catch the lob, drive and kick to Crowder, to Booker, uh, even to Mikael Bridges. They're going to have to open the floor and play fast because, again, if you allow the Bucks to slow it down and then offensively on the other side, they throw it inside to Giannis. He's able to control it. Even though he's not shooting a high percentage from free throws, they've got to do what they can to speed this thing up because with speed comes pressure and with pressure comes turnovers but hopefully uh, I, th I think Chris Paul is going to have to up his game and like I said he's going to have to shotgun or he's going to have to beer bong some of that Chris's secret stuff to be able to get himself going. 
Curtis, I know that one of the bets that Wes has here and likes is the first quarter and the first half, maybe. And what I'm seeing here is the Suns plus one and a half at minus 115 on DraftKings. Also, the money line plus 125 for the first quarter for the Suns. Obviously, we saw an explosive first quarter from them in the last game. Are you expecting to see something similar? Yeah, the Suns have played hot every quarter so far in this series. I mean, they've come out, they've made shots, even a couple games it was low 20s in the scoring, uh, but they were still coming out on top. I expect them to come out guns blazing to be able to try to take this one and really set the tone and see if they can get the Bucks not only to bend, but then break um, in this game six. But I, I definitely like the Suns to try to start early and start fast, but we've seen the Bucks been able to weather the storm and really slow down that team as they get moving through the game. Curtis, uh, going to get your opinion from a player and a coach perspective here. One of the things in the afternoon that has come out is that Scott Foster did get assigned to this game. Uh, the crew chief again. We know he and Chris Paul, at least a lot of games haven't gone Chris Paul's way when Scott Foster has been the official. Do you just think that that's a coincidence and that's just basically like radio and Twitter talk? Or do you think there's something to this? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's fun to look at, right? It's fun for the storylines, for the Twitter headlines, for the likes and the retweets. I think it might just be bad karma, bad luck for, for Chris Paul throughout this case. Um, the one thing I will point out is that Chris Paul was up 2-0 in the series. I've actually been in the building when the team was up 2-0 and lost an NBA championship. That was 2006 when the Dallas Mavericks won the first two games, and then they go on to get backdoor swept by the Miami Heat. So just being too comfortable and think that you have it, there becomes a lot of pressure by leading the way because people think you're going to close it out. So I think it's just bad luck for, for Chris Paul in this case to be, be seeing Scott Foster. But for Chris Paul and everybody else's sake, he can kind of put this to bed if he can get a win tonight. And uh, Curtis, of course, remembers that because uh, the Jet part of that team, uh, <laughs> Jason Terry uh, on the Dallas Mavericks uh, coming back down from 2-0, Dirk and the guys, and Mark Cuban gets an NBA championship. So your brother has been in this spot before, so you know of what you speak here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it was good times um, in Miami up until uh, game three, four, five, and six when the Mavs got backdoor swept. Uh, but then they were able to get some redemption in 2011 and, and go down to Miami to win it in game six there. Um, and that party on Sunday night at Live Nightclub is what it truly li lives up to in, in the words of Little Wayne. <laughs> Curtis, while we have you here, I obviously want to ask you about the NBA draft as well. Uh, there's a couple different things you can bet on. One of those, obviously, odds to be the first overall pick. Cade Cunningham at minus 5,000 odds to be the second overall pick Jalen green at minus 150 here. And the third overall pick Evan Mobley, the favorite at minus 140. any players that we should be keeping our eye out for in this NBA draft. No, I, I think this is going to be a draft that's going to be pretty loaded. I think we're going to see a lot of guys are going to have a lot of long careers, uh, but I think it's a no-brainer. Those one, two, three guys fit in perfectly with the teams that were able to get those positions in the draft. Uh, Cade Cunningham, obviously, what he did at Oklahoma State in his one year and leading them to the tournament. But Jalen Green is a guy that you're going to want to keep your eyes on in terms of going to the NBA G League and going to the Ignite team, not going to college. Being young, he was able to get that experience and play in an NBA system. And so I think that's something that's going to have to be able to, to open a lot of eyes. But at the end of the day, I expect some teams to kind of make some trades and, and shake things up. Because again, coming off the bubble last year, coming off the shortened NBA season this year, I think it's opportunity for some people to jump back in the mix and not have to go through their three, four, five-year build plan. Curtis, I was on the air last night with John Von Tobel on the nightcap here, and we were discussing the draft just for a brief segment. And I was trying to sell him a little bit, maybe Evan Mobley at two, but I don't think anybody's really buying that right now unless there's going to be a trade down the draft. So uh, do you think the big guys kind of fall a little bit, or do you think basically this is our top four here with Cunningham, Green, Mobley, and Suggs? 
You know, I think this top four is going to shake out, and that's where it's going to land. I think the one thing for, for Houston, and they don't need to go with the big there at number two, is going to be former UNLV runner Rebel Christian right. Wood. He's a guy that came on strong. I think he's a guy that can go inside, outside, and give them some versatility. Uh, and I don't think Evan Mobley's skill set would really pair up with Chris and not allow him enough space to operate. And so I think having Jalen Green there and an athletic guy on the wing to run the lane, that could be a very fun dynamic moving forward in, down in H-Town. Curtis, we just have under a minute here. I wanted to ask you one last thing. You can bet the NBA draft exacta. So who is going to go one, two, three for you? The favorite here, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley at minus 115. Or if you're like Wes and you think maybe Evan Mobley goes second, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, and then Jalen Green at plus 235. Uh, who's going to go one, two, three for you? I think Danielle, just like all the all the, the professionals um, in the draft guys have it, I think it's Cade Huntingham, Jalen Green, and then Evan Mobley in that order. Um, but it should be fun come the 27th. All right. Well, there you have it. Thanks so much to Curtis Terry for joining us. Uh, make sure you check him out. And Curtis, thanks so much for making the time. Of course. Thank you. You guys thanks, have a Curtis. good one. So, all right. I mean, that's he sitting at minus his, 115. He gave his uh, rebel, his fellow rebel, a yeah. prop, obviously, Christian Wood, who I think really took his game to the next level. A lot of people wanted him to be selected for that Olympic uh, team. I know we're going to talk about that here in the second hour, but they go with JaVale McGee. And uh, look, uh, Greg Popovich, I'm sure, if anybody wants this series to end tonight, it is Greg Popovich because he needs some bodies over there in Tokyo right now. I mean, and, and like he said, these top three, if you're really certain on them, you get them at minus 115 if you want to grab all three of them. So something maybe to look at for the NBA draft that's coming up quickly here. Uh, stick with us for the next hour. We're going to bring in Dwayne Colucci. We'll talk NBA finals and we'll talk NFL and college football and more right here on My Guys in the Desert on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriman, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! 
private. Put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino.